Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to recommend another podcast that you'll like if you like Get Up in the Cool. It's basic folk, and it's just lovely personal conversations between musicians and Cindy Howes, a well-versed public radio host and music curator, and guest host Lizzie No, a talented singer-songwriter. They're great and they ask warm, funny, and insightful questions, and they're fostering the larger folk community and offering some counter-narratives to an often misunderstood genre. You all know that I'm a sucker for discourse about folk music and stuff like that, and this show definitely scratches that itch for me. It checks that box. Speaking of which, their definition of folk is extremely broad, so you'll hear interviews from folks like Amethyst Kaya, Tom Rush, The Lumineers, and you'll hear a ton of Get Up in the Cool guests on there too, like Jake Blunt and Issa Burke. I was just listening to their episode with Mark Kiliansky, and it was delightful. You should go listen to it. You can find it in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool, and I put a link in the show notes to the Basic Folk website, which has subscription links to all of the big podcast providers. So go subscribe. Happy binging. Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is McCain Lakey. We recorded this on Monday in my front yard. Get Up in the Cool is listener-funded. Shout out to my old friend Ben Cochiaro. Hi, Ben. I miss you dearly. And Ruth Ann Weinberg. They both just signed up on Patreon. Thank you both so much. My overhead just started including travel expenses again, so it's really nice to have some more folks chip in. To those of you who haven't yet signed up for Get Up In The Cool's Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash getupinthecool. It's linked in the show notes for this episode. Just choose a support level that you can sustain and help me keep the lights on over here at Get Up In The Cool. Thank you so much for everyone who's been doing that, especially this last year and going forward. Make sure to stick around afterwards and I'll tell you how to keep up with McCain Lakey. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy.
I tell all my fourth graders to do is a punk rock ending. Yeah. <laughs> all in- all acoustic instruments have distortion, if you believe. That it's there. <laughs> if you believe, <laughs> if you believe you're a punk rocker, you are a punk rocker. McCain Lakey, welcome <laughs> to Get Up in the Cool. Thanks, Cameron. You uh, you learned this tune from a fr- from another person who. In order to teach the tune to you, it was like, oh, here's how the tune goes. I want sugar in my coffee, and to you now, that is the tune. That's yeah. That's how it goes. It's a tune with words. It's a tune with words. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, most tunes are tunes with words, right? If you decide that they are. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how it is in my brain. Yeah. And, and you taught this tune to students. Yeah. So the story is that I learned this tune from Shea Poole of Mountain View, Arkansas, co-owner of Mountain View Music, the best music store in Mountain View. Well, I shouldn't, I, actually, I should I should wind that back because I don't want uh, to suffer wrath of other music stores in Mountain View, Arkansas. But it is a very solid, great, wonderful music store to go visit if you're ever in Mountain View, Arkansas. Maybe, maybe the best. Who's to Possibly say? the best. <laughs> if you're going by my opinion, then it is... Okay. Potentially the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, Shay taught this tune to me, um, and she told me that it is a Violet Hensley tune, yeah. which is great because celebrating yet another badass lady, Arkansan, Violet Hensley, more than 100 years old, lives in or near Flippin' Arkansas. Still with us. I believe still with us. All right. As to the best of my knowledge, still with us. Alive and kicking and still fiddling. Do you think? I don't know. You're not. Like I think her best so. Friend. We're not. I, I have not actually met Violet Hensley <laughs> yet. You're not BFFs. Yet. Yet. We're not BFFs yet. <laughs> yeah. But she's a badass and makes fiddles and plays them and cool. is cool as far as I know. Yeah. And apparently this is her tune, "Sugar in My Coffee," or it was attributed to her when I learned it. Um, and then I went and uh, taught a bunch of fourth graders how to play it um and the fourth grade guitar players got really bored with playing the a chord over and over and over and over and over again and so then they decided to provide commentary um which included their various assorted opinions about coffee which i just feel like should be part of the tune now it's the tune now um (laughs) i really really hate coffee (laughs) <laughs> I really, really hate coffee. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's something there. It's like they're internalizing the shuffle yep. by saying really that many times. Really, 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 really. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yep, yep, solid. Uh, so, Mountain View, Arkansas, maybe an easier sell to fourth graders in that town than others, I would imagine, selling old-time music. But maybe, maybe I don't not. know, I don't man. Know. I did. I I led a square dance with a bunch of teenagers in the Great Pacific Northwest a few years ago, and they were all about it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think if you just give them opportunities to be punk rock, right, you can connect with old time music anywhere. You allow them to engage with it in a very irreverent way. Yeah, that's true. That's because true. that's how you are. Because <laughs> I can't take anything yeah. seriously. <laughs> yeah, so, cool. Yeah. McCain, I met you... Well, here's when I think that I met you. Okay. Was carpooling to Evos? Yeah, I Was think that that's... Was that when we met proper? I think so. <laughs> I think that we... Yeah, I think that we had maybe been in the same place a couple of times sure. prior to that. But that was the first time we... Like, hung out. We hung out. We talked shit, and we bonded. We did. There was... Okay, so I'm going to say this as delicately as possible. There was a person that was going to be at Evos, the East... The now defunct... Or dor- or dormant, maybe, hopefully? East Vancouver old-time social. There was a person there that I was very intimidated to meet. And... For some reason, I was all up in my head about it. And uh, you... I, for some reason, you put up with me processing my feelings. This We were just talking about, at a certain point in a road trip, you start saying maybe things that you wouldn't say in the first hour. And this is what came up for me. And then you told me a very unflattering story about this person. Oh, yes. And it was really helpful to me. 
<laughs> in feeling confidence. I was like, oh, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Let me tell you all about it. Not a complete judgment of this person. Oh, but it's no. like, oh, this, you mean this human? This human being who lives a human existence yeah. and is not a, a perfect pedestal yeah. of a, or on top. It's not sitting on top of the perfect pedestal. Yeah, as much as others may think that they are, or maybe the person themselves may think. Anyway. Oh, we took that to a new level now. Yeah. Well, this is why I'm gender neutral. <laughs> Names That's, will not be yeah, named. No. Uh, a person who I hi- hold in high regard still. Um, anyway. That... That was a bonding moment for me. That in my moment of vulnerability and being like, oh, I feel like a little like a little squishy, a little squishy kid, squishy kid. And you were like, this other person's a squishy kid. You're yeah, fine. we're all just squishy kids and in this like, squishy, oh. squishy world. So McCain is uh, friend material to me. Yeah. Also, that sound that just happened was probably the result of Fourth uh, of July, which was yesterday. Just in case that was an alarming sound to anyone listening. Yeah, in case uh, your your dog was concerned, um, yeah. people are still still venerating the Constitution even today. Even if they're today. not over it or the Declaration, whatever. Clearly, I care a lot. Um, <laughs> what are we even celebrating here? <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, uh, and then we were planning on following up our that hang. We hung out at Clifftop a couple times, but then we were going to have a tour together. We were. Uh, and then it was, it was canceled uh, last year for no reason at all. <laughs> and I don't want this to be another COVID episode. I've had enough of those. <laughs> um, Which was actually probably, you know, in some ways a relief because I don't think I had actually, like, nailed in any dates at all. Yeah, so, and I you was know. not ready to be super helpful. Let's, let's try again some other time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would love to do a tour yeah. with you sometime, Cameron. Okay. Let's do it. On record, it's happening. <laughs> Uh, but not last year. But not last year. Nope. Um, and uh, now we're yeah. I've been trying to have you on the show for a long time, and uh, I'm glad that it's happening now. And Me that too. It's happening after eating together and drinking a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more will happen. Uh, what do you want to? What do you want to play next? Um. Well, I could do. I could do this little ballady number. Yeah, please do. This this is the one where I get to just listen. Just listen. I get to join the the audience. Um, you get to join the jam of listening as an active participatory That's thing as well. a lovely thing to say, and that is what I'll do instead. Great. <laughs> Reframe! <laughs> um. <laughs> a little life hack for you out there. A little life hack. <laughs> the listening audience. Yeah. yeah. Listening audience, you are playing a very important role. Well, yeah. In the relationship of life. Um, so this is a song that I learned... From Ginny Hawker, I got mm. to go hang out with Ginny a couple years ago in West Virginia yeah. and learn a bunch of songs, and it was like the dream of my life. Um, it was really, really fun, and this is one that she taught me, and I feel like it actually segues really nicely because I was talking about teaching that last tune to fourth graders, and this is one that she said she used to sing to second graders who really enjoyed it. Um, but it's one that she learned from Maggie Hammonds. And um, she told me that if I sang it in front of people that I should describe her. And so Ginny had described her to me as um, having a round face and twinkly eyes and would braid her hair and then put it up up on top of her head and then sometimes wear a bandana. And the story that Ginny told me was that she would go to visit Maggie Hammonds. And... um, Is this a... a Oh, Hammonds or Hammonds? Is this one of the family? Mm-hmm. Okay, great, great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Smithsonian. The Hammonds is this. Hammonds is this. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, so she went, she would go learn these songs, and every time she would go, Maggie Hammonds would be like, and that's all I know. Uh-huh. And then Ginny <laughs> would leave, Wise. and then, you know, come back next week, learn a completely different song, yeah. and then that's all I know, which I think is brilliant. <laughs> And I was, yeah, I was listening back to uh, the recording that I made of hanging out with Ginny so that I would make sure that I get the story right before I told it. But um, but I, I just think that's so special. I love the, the, the sort of 
the the obtuse just sort of dishonesty of like wise people who have tradition. They're like, and eh, you know, that's all I that's got. All, that's all I got. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I don't know anything. I'm not a wealth of information. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was a really special story, and I felt really honored to uh, be, you know, the next the next person to learn the, the song and the the <laughs> monumental, beautiful, wonderful lineage of that. Oh. Um, but it's also a, a ballad that just kind of has it all because it has, uh, it, it like changes perspectives a bunch of times as oh, any it. good ballad will. Confuse me. Confuse you. <laughs> it also has uh, nautical themes, which is great. It has uh, slight cannibalistic themes, but it also has a happy ending. So it really, it's a full package kind of a ballad. The perfect song for second graders. The perfect song for second graders, because they're like, what? What's happening? And then they're like, oh, okay. That's my second grader impression. Yeah, there has to, you have to have a certain amount of, to, to like really track with these songs, you have to just have the, okay, sure, attitude of a second grader. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Slender I try wash. I try and like cultivate that in my life as a rule. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the teacher in this room? <laughs> Dude, honestly that's kind of my favorite thing to do in like in a teaching scenario is just be like, "Oh, explain it to me." Oh, really? That's how it works? Cool. Okay. <laughs> What makes you think Sucker, that? That's my job. <laughs> you just did my job for me. I know. Sneaky, sneaky <laughs> teacher trick. Um, you can have it, listeners. You can take that 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 trick's on me. You can have it. What's free. the name of this ballad? It's called the Silk Merchant's Daughter. Um, I'm ready to, ready to be teleported. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We'll see if I can sing it now. I'm talking my ear off. Talking your ear off. Talking my own ear. off. Sorry, McKay, am I talking too much? No. <laughs> am I talking your ear off? I'm talking my own ears is, off. I'm so sick of the sound of the my podcast. voice. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Oh, buddy. Here we go. As I walk down 4th Street, a jolly good sailor I chance for to meet. I said, brother sailor, now where are you bound? I'm bound for New London or some other rich town. Well, the boat being rigged and ready to sail, they drew up the anchors and they drew up the sails. For six months we sailed, all hearts were content. Till the ship sprang a leak and to the bottom it sank. Forty-four of us sailors got in a lifeboat. Way out on the ocean all alone we did float. Provisions grew scarce and death it drew nigh. We each drew our number four to see who would die. Well, the names being written and put in a hat, we each drew our number, yes, we each drew our lot. In a boat full of sailors, a young damsel drew less. She was to be killed by the one she loved best. Before I would kill you, my heart it would burst. Before I would kill you, my love, I'd die first. Now stop, said the captain, hold on now, you men. Not but very few people who would die for a friend. But the knives being sharpened, there's murderin' to do. Tail stop, said this lady, for a moment or two. Now stop, said this lady, hold on to your tongues. I hear a ship coming from its loud roaring guns. In the space of a moment, they all looked around. They saw a ship coming for to take them all in. Straight ways to New London, that ship was conveyed. Straight ways to get married for the young man and maid. 
Wasn't that just a, like a whirlwind of a time? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, you say it's a happy ending, but... The, <laughs> Narrowly avoided cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> got back safely to land. You know, two, two good humans who care about one another got hitched. Yeah. Like, what more could you really want? After 20 years of counseling <laughs> and antidepressants. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, happy ending. Wow, well, Jesus isn't that, Christ. Isn't that, that song that a thing, is so though? tense. Right? <laughs> it's isn't that a thing, though, that you, like, survive a traumatic event and then you're, like, more bonded than you were before? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh man! Um, Is wow. that a great song, though? Good, it's good song. It's so wild. It's ten out of ten. A plus. Ten out of ten. A plus. <laughs> she did it again. Yeah. Is she? Is there a recording of her? If I'm thinking of the right ballad singer, is there a recording of her singing the one about like, um, her like husband comes home? The the singer is like a woman. Uh, who's being unfaithful to her husband and her husband like comes home and is sort of interrogating her about like oh there's someone else's horse out there she's like no that's not a horse it's a broom or something is that the same Jeannie Hawker is that the same person I don't know I know the the song you're talking about because I think it's on the Harry Smith anthology yeah but I don't I don't know wow so I don't how, know. how when when did you study with her um, uh, 2018, summer yeah. of 2018. How, how old was she at the time? I don't know. You don't ask a lady those things. <laughs> you don't want to, like, basic over-under, just do, do a gamble here. Uh, I mean, you're, you're just telling me all of these, like, great source people that are still alive and that I should, like, try to kill me. Dude, Ginny Hawker, Ginny Hawker's the shit. She's yeah. so cool. And it was, so it was her and... Her husband, Tracy. I mean, it was like too beautiful for words. The experience yeah. of getting to play music with them. Do you, yeah. How long did you go back and forth, and how many songs did you get? Did you record them all, or? Yeah, I don't know. I think. We, well, the the most fun thing was we sang some primitive Baptist songs yeah. together, and that was so fun and like there were yeah because like i really like singing pretty like high and yeah. so we were singing like in octaves and stuff on the it was just like super you know like those fun like laser or like fifths or i don't know you know like weird laser harmonies that are just like super yeah. intense and it's like fun the, the baroque music of the americas that break all the rules of the baroque music of europe yeah 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 yeah, so it's we great. did we did a bunch of that, which was really fun. But a lot of that was like she was, you know, like I forget what the the official term is, but when you like you lead out the line before you all before you sing it together. Okay. So I didn't yeah. actually. I, so I didn't like officially learn those songs. Yeah. I just followed what she sang. How did you get hooked up, hooked up with her then? Was that through some sort of program or just yourself? Um, reached out or? well she she does little or was doing I don't know if that's still a thing but was doing um, little singing home shops where you can go and uh, yeah she, and at least for me she like put me to work so like she put me to work for a day yeah and then the exchange what, what did was, you do I painted a floor <laughs> this is great um, but I think I think great also I think also some people pay money yeah but I think I think she, you know, is is kind to young musicians, specifically like young like lady type musicians. Yeah. Um, They'll let you paint a floor. Let me, know. yeah, she let me paint a floor. Well, I think normally she also makes people cook, but I was like feeling very nervous about cooking, and she was like, "Well, <laughs> we've had some bad experiences with people who felt <laughs> uncomfortable cooking, and so let's not do that." But I think usually what it is is like you know you share a meal and like you know do a little trade and in exchange get to sing some songs. That's lovely. It was it was truly lovely. It was really really fun. 
I feel like I've heard a lot of stories about you know kind of old time pilgrimages that um, weren't as. Uh, I mean, how do you quantify you know getting a song from someone uh, from a tradition bearer? But you know that maybe weren't as sort of egalitarian in the transaction that was happening. You know, like the impression is that there weren't a lot of floors being painted in the seventies uh, music revival. Well, you know? from where I stood, I feel like I got off easy. Like I would, yeah. I would happily go just like do manual labor for Ginny Hawker like any day of the week, just for fun, just, just for to fun. Hang out. Can I just yeah. hang out and be around you? You're really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe make you a meal if I'm up to it. <laughs> Gotta practice. What do you want to? play or sing next okay play and sing well um we could do Johnny on the Water or I Have Found the Way yeah do you uh which one was Johnny on the Water again this is the spooky one. Oh. well the question is because we know what song for is so what do you want to end on that's the question Whew. do you want to end on a spooky note or on a um very reverent celebratory religious note. <laughs> How do you want to do this? <laughs> Let's end on a celebratory religious Great. note, which would Let's mean do we spooky. do spooky first. Okay, yeah. spooky, cool. and then we'll do your song, and then we'll do that song. Okay. So, uh, Johnny on the Water from... Johnny on the Water. I learned it from a recording of Jean Ritchie, and I sort of, like, sort of vaguely transcribed her dulcimer part onto... An, to play on the banjo, but I messed with it. Yeah. So it's highly adulterated. <laughs> I this is would be the tuning to do a dulcimer part on. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Basically dulcimer, what you're doing. I yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> with some plastic you know on it as well. But. Oh, there's no plastic here. Oh, excuse me. You have like a an Orpheum banjo. This is This is legit. Up. This is my grandpa banjo right here. From your grandpa or grandpa? What do you mean? No, it is a grandpa. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually the story of this banjo is pretty great. I um when I was I was living in Bellingham, Washington, and uh, I started going to this old-time jam that was hosted by Laurel Bliss and John Clark, who are two delightful humans. If you don't know them, you should. I don't. You should know them. Okay. But they, um, they were, they were having like a little, a little jam, and I went, and I started going more regularly, and um, and uh, I kept bringing my super shitty banjo that I got for like $65 when I was 13 years old and um, every time I went John would look at me and be like McCain you really need to get a better banjo like a a grandpa banjo maybe a better banjo and then there was one time I went to the jam and he was like McCain why don't you just play that banjo in the corner over there so I picked up this banjo and I played for the jam and it was really fun and then after the jam I like go to hand the banjo back and I'm like thank you John thanks for letting me play your banjo and he's like McCain, why don't you take that banjo home with you? And so that's the banjo that I play. It's that sort of on so it's on kind of long term loan. Yeah. But it's this sweet little grandpa of a guy. And yeah, that's with the story. With no plastic on it. With no plastic, thank so you very much. I, I have to I have to admit, so like what's going on in my brain when I saw it? Because like modern banjos, mm-hmm. if they have a hide head, there's been all this stuff done to the head that's like this is from an animal but you, ironically you have to do all this stuff to like the hide to make oh it that's look what you meant natural. by plastic you meant that you didn't meet the bridge this is plastic oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so it is plastic because i was gonna say like um there are a lot of vintage heads that are hide that look oh like the modern plastic. oh yeah no this is definitely a modern head that has gone through some wear and tear that you can now see through and maybe I should change it, but Do whatever it you has want, a lot of character. <laughs> it's good. And I don't know. Johnny on the water? Johnny on the water. The cool thing about this tune, I think, that I kind of mentioned before we were on tape, not tape, not tape, um, it has a bunch of verses in it that are all sort of like... Um, Verses that you've heard before in different songs, 
except that they're exceptionally creepy in this song. And that is truly delightful. Yeah. So, that's what I have to say. Reframe. 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 Also, it's kind of, I don't know, it's also just kind of, this song, the way that it starts, I mean, it's definitely, it's got some bitterness to it, this song, and I feel like it's sort of like, you know, one of those classic, like, lady calling out a dude songs. Yeah. And so I kind of love, again, speaking of the reframe, I love the fact that it's like taking these uh, verses that, you know, after a while you hear them in so many tunes and you're like, that's kind of, it just feels kind of cliche or something. And then all of a sudden it like turns it on its head and you're like, oh, this thing that I've been listening to for years all of a sudden takes on this different meaning that's like really deep and like kind of like cuts, you know, and like just has a, has a, like a presence that there wasn't before. I just kind of love that. Yeah. Like, I mean, can we give a spoiler? Yeah. The, The cuckoo. The cuckoo. The cuckoo shows up at one the point in the song. The cuckoo shows up. And obviously in the the cuckoo song, the normal cuckoo song, you can project all sorts of metaphorical and poetic weight onto the cuckoo. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it has a very specific kind of weight to it. Yeah. Uh, when it's je- when it's put next to this story. Yeah. And it's yeah, pretty chilling. Well, now let's play it and hope that we haven't just spoiled it too badly. Misbehaving young man, some young woman said that to be, to me. I would be like, I gotta, I gotta examine myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of love how like, 
Yeah, it's like, well, because, okay, so the words, you know, it's like, Johnny's a young man, but younger am I. But she's already so bitter. Yeah. You know? She's just like, he can just go die <laughs> for all I care. I'm like, whoo! Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's I'm good. just like, you are so powerful, woman character in this song. Yeah. Yeah. You have so many strong emotions. Big feelings. Big feels coming through <laughs> over hundreds of years. Yeah. Hooey. Yeah. Women of the past. Yeah. Fucking badass. Yeah. Anyway. It's <laughs> good. This is the badass ladies show. We've had Violet Hensley. Yeah. We've had Ginny Hawker, Maggie Hammonds, and now we've got Jean Ritchie. And now we're about to do something that's not badass ladies at all. So this next one, not from a badass not, lady. Not from a badass lady. But no. from a different kind of badass. But from a different kind of badass. Yeah. I learned this song at VoiceWorks in Port Townsend a few years ago. Um, I learned it from Carl Jones and uh, in a workshop that he titled uh, Epiphanies in the Polyphonies. That was the name of the workshop. That was the name of the workshop. <laughs> Which was amazing. Yeah. Um, good. Yep. And it's a song that was sung by the Blue Sky Boys. I don't know what its origin was prior to that. Um, but um, I used to play in a band called Wooly Britches, which was a duo with my buddy Britt Keaton. And she liked to refer to... Um, she grew up in a very religious household and uh, liked to refer to um, some of our songs as the Jesus-y songs. And this this would definitely fit into that category. Sure. So this is one that we used to play together sometimes, and she spoiler, would spoiler Jesus shows up. <laughs> spoiler special guest appearance no by Jesus. Right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus is a fr- a friendly guy in this song. Yeah. I think he's a friendly guy in most most songs about Jesus. Probably right. I don't know. You, maybe you know better than I do. <laughs> I'm a I'm a heathen. I'm the heathen child over here. Um, For the record, yeah, yeah, he's he's friendly. He's a friendly. (laughs) He's on record as not liking religious conservatives. It's in the the book. It's in the book. Yeah, there you go. But other than that, he's pretty nice to everyone else. Yeah, you know, I think he's you know he's like a treat people good kind of guy, especially queers and sex workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not the Jesus we're singing about today, or maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, (laughs) So okay, so I have this buddy. I have a buddy who's oh so dear to my heart. Um, one of my very good friends in New Orleans, a musician named Lola Darling, who's badass. She's an indigenous trans woman and just the sweetest human being. Um, And uh, I, there's, there was this moment she was over at my house and she asked where the bathroom was. And I was like, oh, it's straight down the hall and to the right. And she just turns to me and she's like, girl, I don't do anything straight. (laughs) And there's a line in this song that mentions straight, the word straight. And that's, that's the image that comes to mind whenever I hit that line of the song. And it makes me very happy. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Okay. Okay. So, um... You have to teach me, and maybe our and the listening audience. audience. Yes. Okay. Uh, so the rules of anything related to McCain is that everything is a sing along all the time. So if you know the words and feel inclined to sing along, wherever you are, you are most welcome. But the chorus um, has two parts, and your part goes like this. That's talking to Cameron and the collective listening us, future singers of America and beyond. Okay, um, goes like this. I found the way. I found the way. Glory, hallelujah. I found the way. Okay, one more time. Ready. Yep, I remember and, now. Yeah, I'll try and remember my part too, and that'll be really exciting. Truly does. Yeah. 
Um, I hope everyone at home is singing right now. Here's consider this your guilt trip for the day. <laughs> I love teacher voice, McCain. Oh, that's great, yeah. great, yeah. That's Good. my. That's how people learn, right? Is just yeah. lots of guilt and shame. <laughs> well, and and Jesus and uh, truly. <laughs> in my life where I get to have straight moments so you know I gotta embrace them when I can uh, that's okay I, you were in the zone I was yeah yeah um I was looking at my hands I need to stop doing that <laughs> or or you could just keep looking at your hands if what what's happening is pretty sounds you know that's a that's a good result of looking at your hands I, I wasn't looking opportunity to be straight I know I know sometimes you just have to embrace those moments yeah um, sometimes I feel like I'm straight, but most of the time when I feel straight, I feel like a straight man. Listening audience, slow clap along with me. Oh boy. Good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you. No, it just makes me, like, no, I just feel very subversive, because, like, I feel like in my straight moments, the straight moments for me are also the queerest of the moments. Um, So, speaking of which... Yeah. You, uh... You have a new album out called Somewhere. Speaking of is, queer moments. Yeah. The mo- one of the most chaotically bisexual albums I've ever heard. <laughs> speaks to me deeply. Uh... Can I just, like, throw some compliments at you for a while about this album? Sure. I'll I've, just, I'll, okay. like, hair flip. Okay, Listening okay. audience, all I'm doing this whole time is hair flipping. I think you're such a goddamn great songwriter, and there, you, you pull some things off in your songs that, that they're almost like, I don't know, skill pieces for writing. Like, you do, I mean, the song we're about to sing, Cicadas, it's, for one, you know, like, gorgeous, but also... The uh, since we're not going to be able to talk about it afterwards because this is the last song, it's uh, if there's a message to it, 
it's a really hard message to earn, which is how do you sing a song that's kind of like, you know, can't we all get along without sounding like the DNC, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you totally do it. You like earn this like sentiment that it, that is absolutely untrustworthy, like from anyone else. And, uh, it's because you like set it up in this first verse without, and, and then you think back on the first verse and like, oh, that's what that means metaphorically. It's, it's real smart and I love it. And the, uh, there's a, there's epiphanies in the polyphony in that song. There are People indeed. People will hear. Yeah. Oh, man, we have two major theme- themes. We have polyphony and we have badass ladies. Yeah. I can get down with those themes, man. Yeah. <laughs> two main themes. <laughs> and queerness. Yeah. There's three. And, and Jesus. You, and you have a song called Queer AF. That True. Is, that is that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I wasn't, it was interesting. That was an interesting decision to make, actually. Um, earlier we were talking about, uh, um, yeah, teaching in Arkansas and like Arkansas has been passing some wild laws, uh, and bills and things. One of which, uh, yeah, puts like a morality clause into who gets to be a teacher and stuff. Um, and so queer as fuck or queer AF depending on how you want to edit this. Now we've got an explicit tag. Now we've got an explicit tag. <laughs> held off okay. until now. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, I like to introduce that song by like by saying, like, here are the most wholesome F-bombs that you will hear um, today. Yeah, they absolutely are, yeah. um, They're very wholesome F-bombs. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, by making the decision to put that song on the album, I was kind of like... There was definitely, like, a voice in the back of my head that was like, oh, I'm sealing my fate to, like, never teach in Arkansas again. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to, like, show up with And so, name. yeah, so it was, like, an, definitely an interesting decision to make where I was like, well, can I make, you know, like, what is the impact that I want to have on the world? Is the is the priority to invest in a community that might have a problem with the song? Or is the priority to... Yeah. Um, you know, be open with who I am and hopefully, you know, I don't know, provide, provide a little space for that, you know, one little queer kid somewhere to be like, oh, it's okay. I can just like be myself and listen to country songs and yeah, be queer and it'll be okay. So I don't know. I decided to put the song on the album and it was, yeah, I don't know. It was definitely like a bittersweet decision for, for sure. Yeah. But well, I'm, I'm glad you decided to. Me Personally, too. Personally, just for me, because I'm that little kid. <laughs> still, I'm 32 goddamn years old. I still need people being louder than me about it. So, yeah. You. Well, and I figured it was, you know, I mean, it's like I, I am very happy that there is growing visibility within, you know, old time Americana country music. Yeah. You know, with like having queer artists being out and vocal and I think that's awesome and there still are not enough queer country anthems yeah <laughs> so yeah. I was like I was like this is probably the cheesiest song I've ever written but now it exists <laughs> Absolutely. and it needed to exist so here it is but that's not the song we're playing right now no we're gonna do cicadas I wanted to like get like Gush about another song that we're not gonna do, but um, I don't know what to do with you, Joe. Speaking of you, like sort of, it's it's sort of like the one of the best like sad bastard country songs that I've ever heard. Uh, but you're and you're <laughs> the the voice is sort of in embodying the the narrative voice and it is sort of embodying this like almost sort of straight male sad bastard. But you're singing it, and you're singing it about uh, a man. Yeah, I was trying to think, is Joe a man in the song? It's like, yes. Well, it's, I mean, you can yeah. make what you will of it, but sure. yes, Joe Joe is a man. Well, Joe is mentioned in third person as a man in, in the song. Yeah, I don't think there's ever explicitly pronouns, but I do mention not wanting to have Joe's babies, so. Yeah, and you, and, well, and what isn't, like, your brother, well, the... Sorry, I'm oh. not saying your brother, but yeah, the there's brother a line. Th- my brother said, "Don't waste your love on that man." Yeah, 
So that's what I was... Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, context clues. Anyway, <laughs> it's, like, one of the best, like, sad bastard songs. Which, again, it's, like, it's hard to, like, I think, pull those off and have them be me-indulgent and not just, like, self-indulgent. You know? Ah. Uh. I, I just think it, it's... You set up quite the task for yourself to make a, a, a good, helpful song for fe- for those feelings that are like, like maybe like not super flattering, but you still want. Well, see what's funny is like you in them. I feel like I don't know. That's interesting to hear that twist like turned on its head because I feel like the 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 other side of that coin, which is a thing that I do actively think about when I'm writing songs, is that when I'm writing a song about another person, I try to not actually give any um, character judgment descriptors. You know? So it's like if I'm writing a song that is like talking about like another person or, you know, a different character, especially if that character is a real living, breathing human, (laughs) um, I try not to like actually make the song about them because like I just get really tired of of listening to songs that are like you're terrible and I hate you and you yeah. suck. I'm like, that's not helpful for anyone. Also, like, how, there's no objective truth there, you yeah. know? And so for me, it's like, how do I, if I'm writing a song about another person, it's like, how do I actually just write a song using only I statements, you know? Yeah, it's it's like therapy. It's, it would pass in, like, couples therapy. Yeah, it's like, I'm not <laughs> actually... Not projecting. Well, and yeah. it's also, you know, useful when you're trying to, like, maintain active friendships with the people you write songs about. <laughs> with the Joes of the world. <laughs> with the Joes of the world. You don't know what to do with. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like you want to be respectful of, like, the real people in the world. You don't want to be, like, yeah. thrown shade. I just love that it's a song about being a mess. And... Sometimes when people try to write songs about being a mess, it's like, when I listen to them, I'm like, oh, I don't want to listen to this. They're being a mess. And when you wrote this song about being a mess, I'm like, oh. Oh, this, I can be a mess, too. I can they. be a mess, too. <laughs> I can be a mess. I can be queer AF cicadas, etc. I can be a queer AF cicada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, I, I, you. I like your songs a lot. Thank you. They're good. Ugh. Ugh. Just, hair flips, hair flips. Hair flips, hair flips. <laughs> uh, so before we play this last one... Yeah. And, well, I know that you have... Let's talk business first, and then intro this okay, last song. Okay, great. But biz- business. Where do people go to buy your music and to hire you for things? Yeah. What do you, where do you want people to go? Um, well, my name is McCain Lakey. M-C-K-A-I-N. L-A-K-E-Y And I am generally findable on the internet Because as far as I know I'm the only person with that name Yes <laughs> SEO <laughs> SEO um, names Yeah So uh, But I have a website I'm also on the social media And Trying to learn how to be better at the social media uh, But if people follow me Then at least I will appear to be better at social media To I think you're the great. powers that be You do this amazing uh series last year it wasn't in december uh-huh. that was all like tour posters for shows that don't exist yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of sad but it was also like yeah <laughs> yeah i was just like i need to do something that's creative and yeah. all i want to be doing is playing music with my friends so i'm just gonna make a bunch of posters for what i am imagining is the dream tour of playing music with my yeah. friends it was fun to like follow you on that tour. Thanks. Last December. The, the tour that didn't happen. Yeah, I was super into it. Yep. Yeah, I was vicariously living through your uh, fantasy. Through my vicarious life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, social media, McCain Social ma- media. McCain Lakey. McCain Yeah. Um, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on all the things. If you find me on Bandcamp, I tend to like to direct people there as opposed yeah. to the streaming things because the streaming things don't pay people oh, they're anything. Predatory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make point zero one three cents from your from this song. I want to make a full dollar. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if anyone feels inclined, Bandcamp is a great place great. to find me there. Or yeah, website. I don't know YouTube. I'm going to come out with a queer AF video oh, yeah. Are you sometime. still accepting submissions? You're okay. probably not anymore. Okay, so 
I am still accepting submissions, but I did get an overwhelming number of submissions from people of a very specific demographic oh. being like 20 and 30 something white people. Okay. So if you are someone who is Shoot, that's me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're someone who is in that category and you would like to submit something, it better be really freaking good. Yeah. Um, but if you're someone who's not in that category, <laughs> I would really love to include you in my you video. Really gotta bring the house down <laughs> if you're in that demographic. Um, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I want to make a video that expresses the fullness of humans doing human stuff. Yeah. And it's hard to do that when it's just a very specific kind of human that is... You don't want to prop up some other kind of normativity inside of queerness. That exactly. Defeat that's, the whole purpose. Right. That's yeah. kind of how I feel. So, yeah. So I'm kind of slowly editing that together, but would definitely love some further submissions yeah. um, from humans. Yeah. Um, let's play a song about bugs. Bugs. Slash tolerance. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to retune the nerdy, the nerdy, uh, alternative uh. tunings people will be really excited pretty soon. All right. We're ready to play cicadas. Tell us about the song. Yeah. Bugs and Tolerance. Bugs and Tolerance. Oh. Well, it's a song about cicadas that I wrote, uh, during a summer in Indiana, listening to cicadas classic after having some conversations about community and how challenging community can be and especially when you're trying to be a responsible white person unlearning all the bullshit um yeah so but I wrote this song basically kind of thinking about how well I was kind of I was reflecting on the fact that, um, you know, my family and people within kind of my heritage have only had really the experience of, like, sitting out on this continent listening to cicadas for a very short period of time. Yeah. And, um, actually it's a phenomenon that existed long before us, um, just as many things existed long before us and were perfectly functional long yeah. <laughs> before we came through and did a lot of damage. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that kind of like the idea of uh, taking a step back and uh, paying attention to things in, that are outside of ourselves and, you know, paying attention to like, I don't know, the beauty and magic of life that is at work without without us interfering. Um, I don't know. Feels like a powerful thing yeah. <laughs> that has some resonance beyond yeah. just cicadas. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of was the inspiration behind this song. But uh, the guitar part. Um. I don't know. I just feel a lot of love when I think about playing the guitar on this song. One because it's in this awesome open B flat tuning. All of the nerds out there who yeah. want to listen to that um uh and i learned about this tuning from john miller who's a really awesome guitar player up in bellingham um who's a, a mentor and a sweet sweet human who yeah is just a really is just encyclopedic in his knowledge of music and it's cool to learn from him mm. um but uh stylistically it's like a little bit of this kind of thumb leady stuff that I was exposed to when I was learning about um, Mabel Carter way back in the day. Yeah. And then it also has a, a, like a little bit of a solo section that was unabashedly stolen from a, a Libba Cotton um, uh, rendition of um, a tune called Vastapol or Vestapol or um, yeah. Some people pronounce it differently, but yeah. um, but my connection to Elizabeth Cotton is super cool because my first exposure to playing guitar was with Flip Breskin, who's another guitar player up in in Bellingham, and um, uh, she basically like from day one, lesson one, um, she was like, "Hey, so I had this experience of getting to sit down with Elizabeth Cotton, 
and she taught me all these songs, and she played guitar upside down and backwards, so I just had to sit there and figure it out, and I couldn't watch her. I just had to listen, and yeah. I had to just figure it out, and she played the same song over and over and over again really slow, and I just had to learn it, and that's what we're gonna do. And so, uh, so yeah, I got to learn guitar, like, first of all, you know, my my first first songs that I learned were all these like Libba Cotton figure style guitar stuff um, and it also just felt really cool to kind of from day one as like a little 12 year old be like I am a part of this like lineage of folk music that gets passed down like generationally and like how cool is that? Pretty early to start doing that kind of zooming out totally so cool yeah. and um and i think too also having it be like you know woman to woman to woman or yeah. you know like felt really powerful um you know just because like i think there when i was a kid were not that many examples of like you know non-cis dude instrumentalists yeah. like and so um having that be like my first exposure to learning an instrument was a pretty powerful thing. So it's all kind of like the big, a big full circle hodgepodge of joy in my mind. Yeah. And that's what I think about when I think about this song. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to sing it with you oh and everyone who's listening, because this is a sing along, as previously stated. As in tune as I am going to be right Me now. <laughs> hey, babe, ain't a place I'd rather be than listening to cicadas lying underneath the tree. Ten thousand years before you, before me, they were listening to cicadas in the trees. Cicadas in the trees. 
Visit McCain Lakey's website at McCainLakey.com to buy her new album, Somewhere, that you just heard me gush about. Follow her on her social media links and to check her tour schedule to see if she's coming through your town, especially if you're in Indiana or Illinois in the next few weeks, Texas in late July, or Washington State in August. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and YouTube. And if you're able, please help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, phone case, etc. at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional Clawhammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It's available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And go subscribe to Basic Folk, also in all the same places as this show. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.